Hello, this is Change Champions with Trish Sterling and Charlene Thompson, and today we are discussing courage to change. So, Trish. Hi, everybody, and uh, um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah, we've um, courage uh, is something that's very easy to say and very hard to do. Um, and uh, when, when we were just uh, deciding to uh, discuss this, um, I was thinking of a famous quote, uh, which I often say to myself when I have to do something really difficult, uh, is uh, quoting uh, Lady Macbeth to say, screw your courage to the sticking place. And uh, it's my kind of mantra for, for gathering up my uh, inner reserves and telling myself, you can do this, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Do you tell yourself something, Charlie? Oh, I don't think I have a mantra that I do tell myself, but um, because I've, 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 I've struggled with uh, people presuming based on past stories and past incidences that I've said that I'm really courageous and I never saw myself as being courageous or brave in those situations because to me, I only ended up doing what I had to do because there was no other option. And so therefore... I, I couldn't see that as courage. I just saw it as, well, it's just rock hard place. So, you know, you try to move the hard place <laughs> because, you, you know, because that's the one that's more flexible. And I, th I think that's the thing with courage. You kind of, um, if, you, if you don't feel courageous, it's probably because you're feeling a little bit less than about yourself in the first place, um, about yourself or the situation. And that's why your perspective on certain things can be a bit skewed. Mm. Yeah, that's just made me think. You say you didn't see it as courage. I've always seen you as courageous and confident. Um, but maybe courage is something that other people can see and you can't spot it. And I'm just making me think now of, you know, like having these relationships where we can talk about stuff like this. You know, I'm facing this big change. You don't want to go and whine to somebody about a change um, uh, you know, they, they, or sound like you're moaning about it because it can be a terrific opportunity. But just to have somebody reflect back to you how strong, how courageous, how confident that is to do that and just help you to see it in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 maybe it is something that only other people can see because it, it's really hard to even describe what, bravery or what courage is you know I I'm not sure if I could describe it because or if there even is a difference between being brave and being courageous because you know bungee jumping might be brave but I don't think it's courageous <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's got something to do with I don't know what the definition of the two is got something to do with uh perceiving risk to your to yourself. Um, uh, I was reading something this last week by a um, lady who writes for Cranfield, um, where I, I'm an associate, and um, uh, Dr. Carol Osterweil, she's got a, um, uh, a book about neuroscience and, and leadership. And she's talking about the fact that um, she splits the brain in for ease into three parts. We talk about the thinking brain, the feeling brain, and the primitive brain. So the primitive brain is just like running all the mechanics. Um, and 
ideally we want to uh, to be our best self we want to engage our thinking brain that's when we're the most creative and genius but in the feeling brain there's this little uh, device called the amygdala and it's like scanning the horizon all the time looking for threats and apparently it perceives a social threat the same as a physical threat mm. so and it then triggers this the response which closes down the thinking brain and puts all the um, energy into the primitive brain and the feeling brain so you start to feel things like fear anger shame and all of those sorts of things comes from this amygdala um, so it kind of like you know when those sorts of things kick in you don't feel as if you're courageous but if you can get your thinking brain to rationalize, I am going to feel like this. So, yeah. for example, you taking on a new role, you know, yeah. a, a new job and me just about to make a, a massive house move. You know, you, you don't feel as if you know that's terribly courageous because you're feeling all these, you know, like fear, anxiety stuff going on inside. Yeah. Just- yeah. And it's it's. That's a very good point because, and again, it's the whole, is there a difference between um, nervousness and excitement? Because it's it's effectively the same emotion depending on how you look at it. And again, with the, with the whole speaking up at work, the fear that we naturally have because our primitive brain is running absolutely everything, um, you, you, almost, you need to be in an environment where people can at least understand that and actively try to tamper that down because you're not starting from a place of neutrality when you're in a new environment you're you're starting from a place of everybody's a human and so everybody's afraid (laughs) so starting a new role or um uh uh, being a part of a new association um everybody's a little bit afraid and that's the reason why you, you kind of you coming into it as well as uh, you who's leading that team or leading that organization that's why you need to be really really aware that you need to create a more neutral I'm thinking of acid and alkaline <laughs> just like you're already coming in acidic so you need to put more alkaline in extra at the beginning to bring you to neutral no matter how much you think is oh no that's too much no people need to be welcomed and they need to be told you are welcome here in order to feel it because neutral isn't going to do much to bring people over. You have to go super alkaline, super fluffy sometimes in order to bring people to the middle so that they feel safe. And when you're in a position of feeling safe, you can make um, better decisions and feel a little bit more courageous to uh, be uh, uh, to, to, to think about different things and be more innovative and, and have wider thoughts and therefore solve complicated things. You can't do all of that if, you not, if you're not in a position to feel brave, if you're not in a position to feel uh, courageous. Absolutely. I, I went to see the movie Dune last night. Ah. Um, uh, I think it's Frank Herbert. And uh, uh, one of the quotes, one of the um, infamous quotes from uh, the book is fear is the mind killer. And that's exactly what um, uh, Carol Osterwell is talking about. Is, is basically the thinking brain shuts down, and your your all the um, the changes that that uh, triggering the amygdala brings about is about getting that response. You know, things like 
you say fear, anger, shame, and all of those sorts of things, they start changing your behaviors. Uh, so you try and move away from things that frightened you. So you, you become a little less um, gung-ho, a little mm. bit more timid. Uh, and for I, I think there's a difference in maybe how we express it uh, as well with um, males and females, because uh, the kind of shaky voice in females is very classic, yeah. where a, a guy might, I'm making a big generalisation yeah. here, a guy might sweat a bit more, for example, uh, but I find that my voice gets a bit yeah. trembly. Yeah, yeah. And you end up having to steal yourself, you know, both feet on the ground, um, yeah. especially if you're on a webcam. It's just like, no, uncross your legs. Just <laughs> position yourself Box and say what you need to say with your whole chest, as I say, with, with, with everything. Say it. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, so that's that's change and being courageous when you're going into a situation, when you're making a decision. But also there's something that happens with all of us as we grow older, as we just learn more and become wiser, things change outside of our control. And it's, I think you also need to have the courage to be able to ride the wave rather than panic. I think sometimes it's easier to panic. Uh, I think it's much easier to be fearful and just go, oh, I don't know what's going on, rather than actually just take the breath, be courageous and say, okay, let's look at the situation. Looking at things in and of itself is courageous when it's so easy to be distracted and to go over here and just, oh, I'll deal with that in a, in a minute. Or just, uh, yeah, yeah, just the, hiding. Yeah, the sort of like bury your head, yeah. you know, sort of like you say, they're natural things. Um, if I'm not, you know, like uh, if I'm not seeing it, it can't be there. Uh, it's amazing when dogs kind of do that they kind of like stick their head under a blanket or something like that it's not in the room if I can't see it type yeah thing. <laughs> very primitive behavior um but you know sort of I think that's that that's a kind of important part of it is is processing it feeling the fear and doing it anyway yeah. you know going through that whole thing of yes I'm feeling really anxious yes I'm terrified that I'm going to make an absolute idiot of myself if this goes wrong, that everybody's going to be looking at me and almost kind of waiting for you to fall over in some ways, you know, or that's how, that's how the fear works on you. And so that's why I think the the um, going through that and this phrase, working hardest to control the things that you can't control. Mm. That's something that, I, again, another kind of mantra that helps with that. And it's really about processing that the fear and the anxiety and accepting and moving forward anyway. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, as I, as I was just listening to you there, I'm trying to think about how you build up your courage in, in your mind before there's a situation that you need to be um, courageous with. And I think it is, I think you do have to spend time acknowledging at some point how far you've come, the things that you have been courageous about, which immediately after the time you probably won't realise. But if you actually sit down and look back at a tricky situation, particularly, again, as you were saying at the beginning, maybe courage is something other people can see. Speak to somebody else who you do trust to go over that situation after a period of time and look at it and realise how you dealt with that. And what would you do differently how would you do that now? There's certain things we were talking earlier about. There's some situations where I would have just had to whisper something rather than actually say it very firmly. This is what I wanted. 
I, I, I would have been really, you know, pretend subordinate and, and just, could, could I please have this and, and something? And actually, no, this is what I want. I, I, I don't need to, to um, you know, beat myself up about the fact that I'm asking for something that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've had to learn mm-hmm. over time. Um, and I don't know how exactly it got built in, but I don't imagine I'm the only one that's ever felt like that. Mm. But in and, in and of itself, that's something that I can, as a result of our conversation, look at and say, yeah, that was courageous. Even if it was a tiny bit of courageous, I can put that in a courageous jar. Mm. I think some of it is conditioning. Um, certainly um, in my upbringing, it, it was frowned upon for me to demand anything or even ask loudly out loud for something that I wanted it was seen as um impolite a little bit pushy and I think there is there is a little bit of um again conditioning maybe between uh male female in that sort of thing as as um uh, whether you're at school you're encouraged to speak out to project yourself and all of that sort of thing versus being polite and and being a good listener that sort of thing so I think that you know some of it is the conditioning part of it that uh, does that but I think peer-to-peer coaching like we do for each other yeah Yeah. this can help you see your courage because that you you get the chance to talk through what you did and how you felt and and acknowledge how far you've come I think that's great I think that's a brilliant point um I have someone who I'm kind of half mentoring she's a very good friend but she's 10 years younger than me and she's a brilliant brilliant person brilliant mind she's going to go very far um and I'm really excited to watch um but I was really sitting there and thinking about it uh because she's in sales operations as well as me and kind of thought I what where would I be now if I had had somebody to speak to when I was 24. I have no idea. And I can say that fully. It's just like I knew I knew my stuff <laughs> back then from, you know, as much as I could know, I really did. But yeah. if I had somebody to speak to, if I had any kind of coaching, any kind of mentorship, and it doesn't need to be from somebody who's, you know, 20, 30 years ahead, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. And you know? Just a different perspective as well uh, to frame something differently so you know you tell somebody how you saw something and how you thought you behaved and and they give their perspective on well you know maybe if we just frame it slightly differently it can be seen as this and I think that just giving that kind of input Mm. uh, and having that kind of uh, candor and openness in a relationship Uh, so I think you can coach from any perspective. They don't even need to be ahead of you. Sometimes, sometimes I've learned a lot from my kids in yeah. terms of, you know, sort of how that just their perspective on something. So, you know, sort of thinking of, of that kind of uh, coaching, mentoring relationship, not being necessarily by somebody more senior, as you say, somebody who's miles ahead or somebody who's already made it. Uh, I think it's just about framing things differently and making you see things that perhaps you, you you've kind of 
blinded yourself to. Yeah, you hold up to it's rebalancing. You know, I was I was tempted to say because you were saying learning from your kids is is rem- remembering more softer things that it it's easy to harden to as you get older, as you've got bills to pay, as you've got all of these responsibilities. But actually, I don't think it's a soft, hard thing like soft and hard skills. I think it's just a rebalancing. Um, it's very easy to, and in fact, uh, in some ways, that is probably the best thing to really focus on your craft and what you do and how you do it. But also, you know, if you go way too far in that direction, then you can't actually continue to grow your craft or your personality because you, you're, you've got tunnel vision. You're, you're really, really blinded to only just one thing. Mm. Whereas if you do have that peer-to-peer coaching, that rebalancing from any kind of position, that's where it's like the whole diversity of thought and everything. That's where it comes from. It, it helps you to see a more rounded view. It's like only being able to see certain colors. Mm. You know, you just see the world differently. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I'm slightly uh, red, green, colorblind, and I didn't realize it at all until, <laughs> uh, um, you know, sort of it, it, um, I got feedback on that from people about, um, for example, I'd bought a raincoat which yeah. I thought was brown. And um, somebody was sort of saying, oh, are you going to put your green raincoat on? And I said, I don't have a green raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because you can't see it. <laughs> it's like, who's what? Whose coat is this? It's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not know that. Okay. It's, very I mean, sli- it's very slight. So, you know, and it's just like, you know, when something is on that kind of, spectrum of 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 a color where Mm. one person's going to see it one way and one person's going to see it the other (laughs) i mean you know just to go off on a tiny tangent who can say that this color is the actual color blue we're just (laughs) saying that because the majority of people have looked at the same thing called it blue (laughs) we all agree but anyway (laughs) it's just like madness of masses but yeah that courage to change the courage to have the conversation to even start that conversation with someone to say hey can you help me talk about me (laughs) Mm. so that I can understand it I think it's it's I think it I think it does take courage because and it it takes you being vulnerable Mm. and again that's probably another episode where we'll we'll talk about what vulnerability actually means (sighs) because it doesn't mean weakness it means openness in a safe space ideally mm. <laughs> so, and you can't grow it's, it's you can't you can't grow you can't take off your old red coat and then put on a green coat Trish <laughs> unless, and, unless you're open to even being told that coat is not <laughs> the right color you know that you just reminded me of you know uh, something I've been uh, I was talking at a conference earlier this week and talking about the difference between feedback and criticism Mm. and feedback being uh, coming from a place that really wants to make the recipient or the outcome better you know vested interest in the outcome being better than it is now um, whereas criticism is often more about scoring points or, or making yourself look good or just getting your own back in some way but to the the ability to give and receive feedback well it, it's an art that needs some coaching yeah, um, and um, and and sometimes people are a little bit clumsy at it when they first start. So I think definitely having some practice is great. 
Yeah, I mean, what you're saying there, that makes a lot of sense. So if, so if if you're thinking you're giving feedback, but actually the feeling that you have inside is that you feel like they've done something bad, for example, and you want them to feel like they've done something bad, like you're scolding them, but you're doing it politely, mm. that's not feedback. No. Um, that 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 is you trying to, you know, in some way, shape or form, punish. Mm um it might you you know you might not be hitting someone but the feeling hurts <laughs> so if you're trying to give that to someone they will receive it as pain um and i think that's one of the things to be aware of if you are then going to go and look for a coach from any direction um you do have to keep in mind that not everyone can speak to you on the level that you would like to be spoken to and so therefore in some way, shape or form, try to figure that out. Just be aware of that because it's not anyone you can just speak to about your own personal thoughts and what's going on inside. And it could actively, um, uh, what's the word called? It's not bounce backs, rebound yeah. uh, on you in a bad way. Backfire. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Backfire on you. If you do end up speaking to someone who isn't emotionally intelligent um, and then that that then minimizes your desire to want to be courageous again, to want to be vulnerable and open again. And then that causes its own problem. So, you know, we're not saying go out and just find any colleague or um, anybody to talk to or even any friend, because not all friends know how to do this. Some friends are just good to have a drink in a pub. <laughs> it's not everyone you can speak to. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, do your research. <laughs> yeah and get some yeah so get some good training in you know sort of giving and receiving a feedback is 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 great um and um if you're trying to give feedback to somebody i would sort of really really focus on getting a better outcome for both of you yeah so if they've done something that upset you or didn't work for you instead of the you know like I'm just gonna tell them that so they can feel my pain it's almost like you've got to explain well when you did this I felt like that but what we were both trying to achieve was this how can we better achieve that in a different way uh, so you can explore together what you know what could be done yeah um, yeah and I think as well um I was reminded of this yesterday uh sometimes you can have one of those conversations with one of your mates let's say just get a random call and you end up giving them the same advice that you ought to be giving to yourself <laughs> um but you it's hard for you to find those words or find the confidence and the the not the confidence the 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 knowledge the the, the real i know this to be true nurse of your of that sentence that paragraph whatever it is that you're saying but you can find it when you're speaking to a friend because you're kinder to your friends than you are to yourselves generally um really good point you know and it, it's, it's just the amount of times I, i'm speaking to um my mate leslie we do this all the time <laughs> one of us will call the other one up and we'll wax, wax lyrical about what somebody should do in this situation and and all of these things and you know g each other up and so yeah, you'll have the other one being really thankful and, you know, thanks, you appreciate it. And we nearly always finish the call with, yeah, I'm sure you'll give it back to me when it's time. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to forget. So tell me, when you forget, I will tell you. Yeah, it's a two-way process. And you say it, it re relies on uh, trust for um, 
peer-to-peer coaching relies on trust because that's the the uh, two-way relationship but if it's team feedback Mm. that's when we need psychological safety because that's kind of like team trust it's like an openness a candor we can say things um and we we phrase things in a way that is going to build something going forward is going to maintain that openness and candor and sometimes it could be uh quite a negative thing you're having to feedback that you know the piece of work that somebody's done isn't quite what you wanted or it's not quite up to the standard or uh that we think there's more you know there's more to be done or there's all sorts of situations where you're having to give people negative feedback Mm. and it's all about I think framing it uh and giving some understanding of why you're doing that and where you want to get to even if you're not that uh succinct and you know polished at doing it to begin with And that again, that's why it's so important, because if you're receiving that feedback that you have done something wrong or we need to fix something and it's coming from a good place, you're going to feel sore, but you're you're going to be able to bounce back from that feeling and start fixing it much more quickly, uh, much quicker than you would if you got the feeling that somebody was trying to admonish you Mm. because then you feel wounded. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then how are you supposed to then be your whole self again and then come 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 at it with your with your best mind, your fresh mind and with that vigor? You can't do that. It's just hard. And yeah. that's why that, you know, psychological safety is something that everybody needs to keep up mm. because, it, you know, it's it's fragile. Mm. And I think um, people don't realize that if you wound somebody uh, that just by turning around and saying sorry doesn't fix that. Uh, the you've 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 broken something that is going to take some building back Mm -hmm. Uh, so to uh, make somebody feel fear or shame or anger it's like being told off publicly in a meeting for example and then the person finding out that actually they've been tearing into the wrong person so the next meeting they come back and say uh, I'm really sorry, Charlene, you know, sort yeah. of like I had a go at you last week and actually then I realised it wasn't your fault at all. And you think you kind of, uh, you know, kind of address the balance, you know, think, right, I've put that right now. It's not like that. No. It's going to be a long time before you're going to perhaps bring an, bring an issue to that person's attention again, having just been torn off a strip over it. Exactly, exactly. And again, all of this, it comes back down to courage. There's, there's things that build it up and there's things that tear it down. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Charlene.